Yes, we're on air, cranking it up. Cranking it up. Do you remember how that feels to crank it up? I mean, Arsenal forgotten how to do it. Temporarily, of course. Anyway, Alex is with us. He's not on um, he's not on the, uh, whatever it's called, the uh, dashboard. Wait a second, you're a listener. <laughs> you're a listener, but... Okay. So, yeah, maybe you are. Maybe you are. Right, so, uh, uh, right okay, maybe uh, that... Yeah, that, that's good. But the oh, drum beat's yeah. getting on my nerves, so let's stop that. Okay, right, that was not very smooth at all. But, but anyway, the good news is... I can use my mic to talk into, and you can. Uh, you you've got your own uh, little icon there, your fizzy yeah. icon, Alex. So um, volume's not great though, if Is truth be told. But yeah, can you crank yourself up a little bit? It's, um, it's my it's my um, buzzword. I think for today is crank. Uh, I feel I was feeling very cranky after the Brighton result, even though it wasn't a disaster by any means. I was feeling. Pretty cranky, not in a good mood. So, how about you? How did how did you feel after after that? Uh, wasn't a debacle, was it? No, it wasn't a debacle. Uh, is that a bit louder? Yeah, that is much better. Yeah. Okay, I, I think basically I just put the phone right next to my mouth. Uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the performance wasn't obviously what we wanted. I think we're all a little bit sort of uh, heady. You will after after the Spurs game, uh, and I think you know of a decent team. You know they were playing quite well, and I, I, I think Arsenal, you know, they consider themselves reasonably fortunate to get a draw based on how they they played. But I think it. I think there's an element of tactics behind it. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I can't be too upset because you know it's another clean sheet. Uh, yeah, defensively we looked reasonably solid, uh, and as well, I have to say, no team in the league this year has won four games in a row. So, you know, that just goes to show you how difficult the league is, really. So, I think maybe our expectations uh, were a little high, and. You know, like I said, we didn't play very well. It's to be expected when we have a team full of youngsters. Yes, a team full of youngsters. Yes, you know, you're going to get inconsistent performances. You're going to get performances where they don't turn up or it doesn't work or you know, things like that. And I think this was one of those. I, I do. I will say this. I think tactically, uh, I think Arsenal were a little bit outthought. Uh, you know, you Arteta must have known that Brighton were going to have a high press, and they did. And it didn't seem to me that uh, he had a, a, a counter plan for that. And I think he's been found out a little bit, you know, when we play against Liverpool, you know, when we play against you know, City, uh, <laughs> certainly, but I think, you know, City can beat you in a thousand ways. But I, I think, you know, he, he, he doesn't seem to have a, a great plan for that sometimes. And certainly, for me, it was evident that whatever tactics they played. And, you know, you would say this is a new team. You know, we've got six new players. Uh, But what I saw was they pressed really high. Our midfielders, Partey and Lukonga, didn't come deep to pick up the ball. And so Ramsdale went long. And Ramsdale alluded to this. He didn't blame anyone. I don't know if you saw his, his comments after the game. 
he said, oh, my passing was a bit off. We had to go long. And unless the ball's straight to feet, you know, we lost the ball often, more often than not. And the reason why he had to go long was because Party and Lukonga both weren't coming deep enough uh, to pick up the ball. Now, I've, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think it's true. Xhaka would have been that guy. Xhaka would have, you know, and, you know, yeah, you know more than most, Joe, I'm not the biggest fan, but I think that, that is one of mm. the things he does offer. And I think that I think that was that was our downfall. And I think Arteta, you know, will work on this, and I hope he does work on this, because that was that was why we never got started. That was why, you know, the possession, it was like 60-40, wasn't it? Which, you know, it would be nice if it was higher, but it wasn't like a complete mauling. Uh, but one thing I would like to, you know, add as a positive was they only had they had lots of shots but they only had two shots on target yeah so that's as many shots on target as we had and Mm. when when you word it like that you go well okay yes they had more of the possession yes arsenal didn't turn up from an offensive standpoint Uh, and there was that chance with smith Rowe, wasn't there uh where you know in hindsight he should have squared it to saka but you know He's young. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, so I'm not going to dwell on that. And I think that would have been a proper smash and grab if we had scored then. Uh, but I, th- I think that was it. For me, that's my sort of analysis of it. It was they pressed really high and Arsenal, for whatever reason, couldn't beat their press. And there are ways around it. Like you look at... Uh, now, Arteta wants us to be Man City. Uh, and if you look at, if, I don't know if you watched the Man City Liverpool game on Sunday. Uh, no, it was an absolute, not. it was an absolute joy to watch. The game itself was a really, it was, it was everything that's right with English football. The two best teams, uh, maybe Chelsea will argue with that, but for me, the two best teams over the last few years, definitely. And the first half, City just, it, they were just phenomenal. And what basically what happened was Liverpool pressed and City were very confident, very happy to play around it. They tinkered their formation a little bit and it was a little bit was a little bit beyond my sort of knowledge but they did something in the first 15 minutes to uh, basically allow stop Liverpool pressing as effectively. I think they were just a bit quicker with the ball and there was, I can't remember exactly what it was but they, they tinkered something and the, the guys I was watching it on uh, I wasn't watching it on Sky. I was watching it on something else, uh, like you know, BN Sport or whatever. I can't remember. Uh, and when Pep made that change 15 minutes in, City... Uh, yeah. You're back. And they, so you were saying you made a change and then City did what? Because you cut out after that. Oh, City just dominated the game after that. Mm. City just... And they should have scored. And then second half, like uh, honestly, Foden, like some of the football they were playing was just beautiful. And then the second half, it was a lot more end-to-end, it was a bit more open, and and Liverpool came back into it. And I thought City, maybe City deserved to uh, win, but certainly that they might be a bit annoyed that they didn't win. But it was and it was, and it was really good. And the point I'm trying to make is that City managed to beat Liverpool's press pretty easily, and once they Sort of did this sort of tinker, uh, tinkering. Liverpool stopped pressing as much, uh, and they stopped pressing it effectively. And you could see their heads dropped a little bit in terms of their ability. Uh, they go, oh, look. they were kind of like, oh, this press isn't working. Yeah, they were like, this press is not working. 
and I think that's what Arsenal somehow need to have. Neto will hopefully work on this, you know, this ability to sort of counteract the high press. Because, you know, Brighton, they worked it very well. And they all, Brighton did everything but score from what I could gather. Yeah, they played pretty well, Brian, but they weren't amazing. Uh, I watching the game, it was it was pretty dull, I have to say. But Arsenal could have nicked a goal. They could have nicked a goal. Um, who was it? Um, the guy I never pronounced his name right. Ober. I finally got it. Yay! But Ober, he actually hit the post with an effort. It wasn't a particularly good one, yeah, but it was. Yeah, so obviously that could have gone in. Uh, so that's that's one chance. And as you mentioned, there was. The Smith Rowe, I think I think it was Pepe in the middle who was screaming for the ball, but I don't know if Smith Rowe could exactly. have got it to him. To be honest, do you think it was Saka? Yeah, whoever it was. But anyway, I, he um, he he made the decision he made, and I didn't think it was that bad. But yeah, another shot on target. Yeah, yeah the so thing is, uh, if, he'd, if he'd scored, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would he? So, but uh, yeah, that's it. Well, it would have been a sure. smash and grab, smash yeah, and grab, maybe. Really. Yeah, that's. I think it's important. Have the youngest team, uh, yes, and they'll 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 learn from. There'll be days like this, and you know, if you listen to the the pundits, and that's always a bit of a a double-edged sword. But if you listen to the pundits, even Anna Smith said, you know, you have days like this. We move on. You know what I mean? And I I think it was like that. You know, Arsenal eight a year ago would have probably lost that. Yeah, more than likely. Without without Ramsdale and Gold, I would. You know, I would, I would have expected yeah, Arsenal to that lose. Save, that save that he made near the end was like an interception save, wasn't it? Yeah, was that the one he sort of clawed it away or, you know, yeah, it was a it was, strange uh, save. Yeah, well, it was because it wasn't a goal, was it? He, he, uh, he, he jumped across, got a very seaman. You remember seaman against Sheffield United? It had shades of that. But he, yeah. rather than sacking yeah. the shot, he intercepted the pass because he knew. I, I don't think I was thinking his Mope or Morpay, whatever his name is, the French lad. Oh, that, he knew he was, he was. Yeah, he was left on his own, uh, and it was fantastic save. Like it really was. And I think uh, defensively, we are looking a little bit more solid. I think again, Ben White and Gabriel had a good game. You know, Gabriel yeah. lost a tooth yeah. for the second time playing <laughs> well, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. They're rough. Uh, so They're rough and tough, really. Oh, yeah. So. And, and I think, you know, Arteta definitely wouldn't have said to the boys at the beginning, right, we've got three big, lump, lump, uh, lumpy centre-halves that Aubameyang's going to play against. Let's fucking launch the ball up to him because he's definitely going to... Do you know what I mean? It was... Arsenal didn't know how to counteract the press and I think that's something that Arteta needs to work on because we, we didn't get started, really. People go, oh, you know, we didn't score. We didn't look very attacking. Well... We didn't have. We didn't win the midfield. They bossed the midfield. So if you're not bossing the midfield, or you're not counteracting the press, you know, or sh- you know, getting your foot on the ball and playing the football that we want to play, then of course attacking that we're not going to do. Yeah, you know, there's no surprise that you know attacking we were weak because we didn't have much of the fucking ball. And when we did have the ball, it, do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't. We had periods of possession or anything like that. So uh, I think yeah, the weather didn't help. Obviously they, you know. The weather was the same for them, so it doesn't really work as an excuse. But I think, well, it's yeah, just, I think it suits the team like Brighton more than Arsenal. I would say that, you know, because yes. when, whenever I, I don't know how you've you felt at any level when when you're playing against a team that are actually technically worse than you, if 
it's a leveler really if if the conditions are terrible you can't really rely yeah. on skill to get you out of jail because because it yeah it's you it's a level it's kind of a level playing field in a way and it was just apparently i mean obviously I wasn't there. It was a swirling wind. It, you know, conditions were pretty awful. And Arsenal traditionally played, well, not traditionally if you go back to the 70s, but if you go, you know, since the Wenger years, Arsenal were never really done well in those conditions. Not very often. I'm trying to think when they have. And it's rare. So I was looking at it in that way. I'm not so unhappy with the draw, but I just, it was a performance again. The performance was, uh, this left a lot to be desired aside from Ramsdale. Ramsdale was really happy with. The two centre-backs that you mentioned, pretty happy with them too. The right-back weren't quite as good, but he was okay, not too bad. Um, yeah, but the rest of the team... But yeah, but they the weren't, thing, you know, they really you throw in the and you threw in, like the players were worth... Nobody told the players, right, this is what we need to do. Brighton are pressing, this is what you need to do. So if mm. the players don't know how to sort of do it, then what, what can we expect them to do? I, that does come from Arteta. And I think Arteta maybe doesn't know at the minute. And that's something he needs to work out. Because uh, certainly, you know, there's, there's a fair few teams that do play the high press. So what can he do tactically? And he, you know, maybe he watched City and you'll get some ideas from it. But when, I think performance, when you say the word performance, it, it's mm. a very sort of... It's a bit vague for me. Yes, yeah. the end result wasn't the desired one, but you know, like I said, if you took a draw at the if you took at the beginning of September three wins in a draw and we beat Spurs, most most Arsenal fans would have snapped your hands off, right? We can both agree on that. Uh, yes, you know what I mean. And, and so I think that's a factor that we have to sort of take into account. I think if you said, well, you know. Uh, occasionally, Arteta's not the finished article as a manager, which he isn't. And we've, you know, we've discussed about him learning from his mistakes at Arsenal's expense. And I think, I hope to God he learns from his mistake because I think you know, we're playing Liverpool at the end of, is it this month or the end of next month? Uh, sure, not too far sure. away. Is it yeah, Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, we've got at yeah. Anfield. Oh, so, God. I know, I know. Uh, I think it is the end of November. I'll just have a quick look. Uh, so we've got that. So I think that's the next time that he'll he'll be tested. Yeah, he'll he'll be playing against a better team, a more organised, uh, sort of more established team. And I, and I think as well, you know, there are we do have to take this into account. We have the youngest team; it's a new team, and you're going to have bad days. And so to get a draw, I'm, I'm not buying into. I'm trying not to. Go on Twitter. That's the, probably the worst <laughs> thing you can do. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying not to sort of, you know, it's not the end of the world and try to be down. I don't think they're going to get rid of Arteta anytime soon. Uh, maybe at the end of the year, but I'm not even buying, yeah, at the end of the season, sorry, but I'm not buying that particularly. Uh, so, yeah, we so just looking at the fixtures now, we've got Palace at home. For me, that's that's a winnable game. They're no mugs, but the winnable game. And then, oh, fixtures have really fucked us over. Fucking Sky. We play Monday night, and then we play Friday night against Villa. Monday. Wait a second. So Monday night is Villa, is it? No, Monday night's is Palace. That, and then... On Monday night's so Palace. Monday, yeah, Monday the 18th is Palace. So we're the last game of... 
that game week. And then we're the first game of the next game week. Yeah, it's, it's four days, but I think uh, it's a slight advantage because we play Leeds four days later in the Carabao Cup. Uh, and then we play Leicester at the end of the month. And then the following weekend, we play Watford. And then there's the international break. And then we play uh, Liverpool away November the 20th. Uh, so up until this international break, again, Arsenal's really got to be wanting to get 10 points, isn't it? really minimum. Especially three home games, Villa, Palace, Watford. Uh, yeah, Leicester, Leicester away will be difficult. I know we beat them last year and they seem to be a bit, uh, what's it, stagnating this year. Uh, mm. they don't, you know, Rogers hasn't pushed on. Uh, they, they, I think they're even below us or they're very close to us in the table. You know, there's not much uh, difference between us. Uh, so, but that's a game that we, you know, you want to sort of, you know, we could win. We could equally easily lose. <laughs> but that's certainly, you know, so yeah, again, before we play Liverpool, that's another, you know, 10, 12 points. And if we get 10, 12 points on the board, that pushes us closer up the table. And I think though, the, the, the big thing is looking forward is all of those games bar Leicester are at home. And so really, yeah, you'd expect ten points from five games looking at but fixture list. But what and it doesn't mean we'll get it. <laughs> no, well tactically we're gonna have to do something different because we're gonna have to be offensively better. Because they you, you know that those teams are gonna sit there parked with us. Apart from Leicester who will come at us and that sometimes benefits Arsenal because you can counter-attack them. Mm, but I think these, you know, Watford, uh, Villa, maybe not Villa so much, because I think Villa, yeah, they've got a bit of confidence about them. But Palace and Watford, I suspect, especially Watford, because they're in a bit of free for at the minute, I suspect those teams will come in, park the bus, and say to Arsenal, well, go on then, break us down. And that's a concern, because I don't know how, you know, it's a different challenge for Arsenal. A different challenge for us. Mm. One, um, you know, you know, we haven't particularly passed with flying colours, uh, even against, apart from against Spurs, apart from against Spurs, you know, against. Yeah, uh, Arsenal could produce that sort of performance more frequently, then then obviously Arsenal will be near the top of the table. I mean, I was watching, I watched quite a few games or bits of games. And I didn't really see. I mean, the two the two teams I didn't see were Man City and Liverpool. But the other teams, they all looked there for the taking. As far as, far as yeah. I can see, I thought Arsenal on their day are better than all of those teams. Well, maybe with the exception of Chelsea as well. So, yeah. so who are better than Arsenal? Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. The others are not, in my opinion. You know, if Arsenal are on their game, they can beat all of the other teams. All of them. But yeah, no, for sure. how often they're going to be on their game, as we know, as you um, rightly said, with this young team, there's going to be yeah. a roller coaster ride. It's going to be an up and down season. I can see that. There are going to be some really high highs and some extreme, I don't want to say extremely low lows. I'm hoping that's not going to happen because Ramsdale might stop that from happening. That's, why, that's what's so great about having a goalkeeper of his calibre coming in settles everybody down it's like even when I was watching the game I in my, in the back of my mind I honestly thought I don't really think Brighton has scored they might nick a goal but you know they're huffing and puffing but Ramsdale looks like you know he's pretty hard to beat well he's, his stats tell us that already don't they three three clean sheets out of four games it's 
it's pretty special, really. Coming yeah. in the way he has, under the pressure he has, um, yeah. you know, not everybody wanted him at, at Arsenal. I mean, I was I was ambivalent, really. I, I didn't know. I had no idea about this guy because I thought well, he's coming in and um, he must be good because England selected him for their squad. But I haven't yeah. seen enough of him to really say. And, he, and he's just, he's winning all the plaudits, this guy. He's doing everything right. He's doing everything right on and off the pitch, which is remarkable, really, for yeah, for somebody to come in like that and take the place of Leno, who's been who's been a decent keeper most of the time. But but a lot. I was listening to the Grove; they were really making me laugh, as as they usually do. But but one of them one of them was moaning about Leno. He said, "How dare Leno? How dare Leno go around complaining about not being in the team?" The bloke shipped in nine goals. <laughs> you know, he was yeah. just—he was totally losing it. But it was cracking me up listening to it. It did make me laugh. Uh, they've got a really funny take on everything, you know. So, uh, but yeah, Leno. Uh, what, what do you make of Leno? And the, you know, whinging in the background and well, and claiming that he's not been told when Arteta said, oh, I, "I spoke to him forty-eight hours before the game, and I let him know that he wasn't playing, and I told him why." And he said, "No, I'm keeping it." I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna say any more than that. But um, but Leno's been. He lives in Winge City. That guy at the moment. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, mean, I think he's a thoughts. Well, I, I I get it. Like you, for a start, you want your players to be upset when they're not playing. Yeah. Yes. If he if he yes. wasn't complaining, then you go. Oh, why is he not playing? Playing. Uh, I think you know, like a lot of people. He's probably focusing on the positives, uh, which of there were there were very few. Um, mm. but he's probably focusing on the positives as opposed to the negatives of, you know, his however long in goal he was, you know, uh, that you know those three games. I think it's a bit rich, but you know, I can see why he's probably thinking if I complain, I might be able to put pressure on the manager and I might get to play again. He might be thinking mm. that you know you don't know trying to work out the mind of a footballer as vacuous as it is at times uh yeah it's, it's a fool's errand isn't it so yeah I, I think he hasn't got much of a leg to stand on and i think he's probably been as surprised as anyone at how well played. yeah i think that's what you were saying there <laughs> he, he can't be going he must be going you fucking kidding me this lad you know, everyone's <laughs> lagging off Everyone thought he was. He's shit. a phenomenon. Yeah, he's, he's, he's exactly. He's having a phenomenal time, and he he, he looks, you know, say it. He looks better in the English league and more suited to England than Leno does. Because Ramsdale hasn't been bullied yet. Well, I'm not saying he's never going to be bullied. He might be bullied later on, but he doesn't strike me as the sort of player that's easily bullied. Whereas Leno, mm, you, know, you sort of get to Redford and a few other games. He, you know, he got bullied. So, and it's good for competition as well. This is something that the Grove mentions regularly. You know, you want players competition. If you don't have competition, they get lazy and stagnant. If they know that they're going to play every week, regardless of how shit they do in training, regardless of how shit they play, then why are those players going to play well? What's what is their motivation? So, you know, I think I'm I'm more than happy for uh, what's it called for. Uh, if let, if Leno's genuinely upset, and it's like, well, good, show me that you deserve it. He might play in the league uh, cup, Carabao Cup, whatever the fuck it's called, 
uh, in mm-hmm. a week or whenever it is. I doubt it because I think Arteta wants to keep this uh, consistency going and I think he wants to keep this mo- uh, motivation going and momentum. Sorry, that's the one I'm looking for, motivation. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep that going. So I suspect he won't play. But, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not your time now. You had your chance. And, you know, partly because of, you know, not just his fault, I think that's important to say, but it's like, well, no, you can't really, you can't really moan too much that we bought another player, he's played well, and now you're not in the squad. Well, that's, that's the nature of football. Leno knows that more than anyone. You know, he's a seasoned pro. What is he, 25, 26? He knows that. So yeah, I think that's a bit rich. 26. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a bit rich, but... Yeah, as long as Ramsdale keeps playing well. And remember, Ramsdale will make mistakes. And he made a mistake against Brighton. If you remember, he had a bit of a clangor. And they they should have scored, really, shouldn't they? Uh, I think so. I, I thought he sort of made up for it. I mean, I, I've gone a bit vague on this on this Brighton game, to be honest, even though I watched it all. <laughs> Just, I watched it through... I felt like my eyes were double glazed watching it. It was and and it was misty. It was just even though I could see what was going on, it was just I, I couldn't get engaged with that game as much, obviously, as a Spurs game. So obviously we always say, don't we, after after a big game like that, it's a case of after the Lord Mayor's show, and it really felt like that. Not the entire game. I mean Arsenal had moments when I thought, oh, they're playing quite well and then it didn't seem to last long. Um yeah. but yeah, I yeah, I just feel it's almost like the game passed me by. But one thing that didn't pass me by is I thought, yeah, Ramsdale played well, but he was he, he wasn't totally infallible. But whenever he made a mistake, he looked like you know yeah. he, he still wasn't yeah. going to get beaten. And I don't know how he managed to <laughs> how he managed to look like that. I have no idea, but he just seemed to uh, do it. Really, he's got a presence. He has. I think that's what it has. Uh, he yeah. has. You see him with the players. He's aggressive with the players, which I like. Yeah. You know, I want yeah. I want my goalkeeper to bollock my players. You know, mm. so I, I like yeah. that about Ramsdale. There's lot. There's lots of things to like about. There really are quite a lot of things to like about the lad. Uh, you know, not just his ability, but like his personality. He bollocks the players. He gets them organised, and you know, and I, I think he he's got the right attitude as well. Like he he strikes me as someone that is willing to learn and willing to listen. And I think that's the advantage of having young players. And Arteta, you know, he knows that he needs to sort of, you know, develop these players to have any fighting chance of keeping his job, doesn't he? Like these players need to, they'll get a bit of a pass. And I think Arteta has bought himself, maybe tactically, he's bought himself a bit of a, uh, a time to, you know, develop the players. But he knows he's got a, he's got a turn. And because, you know, if he does leave earlier than planned, any manager coming in will be fucking rubbing his hands because he's got, you know, a big squad of young players that want to play and have got ability. But, you know, if we talk about the right-back, Tommy Asu. He had a bit of a stinker. He had, I think, the, the full-back for Brighton had murdered him a few times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like uh, Red, you know, call him. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> What's uh, his name? Yeah, I'm looking him up. Cucurella. Cucurella. Yeah, he he's murdered. Spanish. He's got one cap. Was he? Was that? I think I heard him say that. Yeah, he looked a decent player, Cucurella. I like calling him uh, that because it means cockroach. But he, oh. yeah, the cockroach, cockroach was was crawling all over. Um, poor old um, Tommy. 
Dr. Tommy was quite super as usual. But yeah, it was. I didn't think it was that bad. I, he's not getting criticism that I've seen. But yeah, it was. Was he not getting enough uh, help from from Saka? Because Saka was playing right wing, wasn't he, most of the time? Yeah, I think I think that could be a factor. And I think that is that must have been a factor. Yeah, you, when if you see your fullbacks getting murdered, a good winger. I I, I played with a lad. And I don't want to say his name because he used yeah. to annoy me, but yeah. uh, he he was very good at it. He was brilliant. Like he could see me getting murdered at fullback, and he would purposely go right. I'll track back a bit more. Uh, and it meant it was harder for him to have an attacking presence. But sometimes, you know, you read the flow of the game, don't you? And he, you know, he was mm. good at that. Uh, so, yeah, I think, it, uh, but, but yeah, Arteta's kind of got himself a, a get-out, jail-free uh, card for this year. I think, you know, arguably after, after this season, it'd be interesting to see where we are. I think top four. I don't think top four is completely out of our reach, just based on what you said. You know, mm. none of those teams, apart from the three that we mentioned, are better than Arsenal on the day. It's that consistency, and of course, with kids, you're not going to have that consistency uh, straight away. But I think that's what Arteta's got to strive for. He's got to strive for that consistency, and Arteta has to help them out as well. And that, like I said, and I'll, I'll repeat myself happily when the when the, your tactics aren't working, you change it. Pep changed it after 15 minutes and they dominated that first half, the rest of the first half against an, a very good Liverpool. And Klopp knew, and Klopp had to, at halftime, Klopp fucking ran down the tunnel because he was waiting because he knew what he had to say to the players. And then Liverpool came out and it was back and forth. It, it, was, such, it was such a great advertisement for football. Uh, and that's what Arteta needs to be able to do. I'll be able to, you know, make changes in game because if he's going to play like Man City, and you know we don't have the players or the finances of Man City, he's got to be almost better than Pep in some regards. Yeah, I'll you see know. his point on that. Because yeah, uh, I, think when you, I mean, I've seen I've seen sort of young growing teams in the past, and yeah, you you know the fans always always get the ump when <laughs> when the chips are down, which which is uh, you know that's that's how fans are generally. Because they don't see, they don't see the process or you know the the project or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, that's what another one just mentioned the Grove again. One the guy said, "Ozil's a bit quiet now, though." I mean, you notice ever since the results started turning, where's Ozil's yeah. comments about the process? What happened to that? I was cracking up. Yeah. They, they oh, were really okay. slamming him. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, he has gone totally quiet. He only says, he only, you know. He only gives gives out these little heart heart um, shaped icons when Arsenal Arsenal were losing, you know, and it, like he's making fun. Yeah. It's shocking, really. Well, I think that it's just a, it's just a lack of class, really. Like, really, it is, yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit of a, you know, why do you care? You left, like you know, like, mm. and we paid you for the rest of your your, your time. You know, what I mean, you didn't lose out any money. Uh, so it's just yeah, it's just glasses, and it's just kind of like well, it all the, in my eyes, it looks bad on you that you're yeah. commenting. Yeah. Like nobody else is asking you your opinion. Nobody else really cares what you think. Or well, yeah, obviously Twitter. So you know you have this fucking vacuum of stupidity, don't you? But you know it's just kind of like you look bad 
when you comment on it. You know, no one else sort of, no one else is going, yeah, you know, and it's just kind of, and you've got the people that are anti Arteta, Arteta out, and, you know, I, I, I still don't know where I stand really now with Arteta out because I think the, the club's not going to listen to us. I think they're, they, they, they put their, they've basically attached themselves to Arteta and going, look, we're sticking with him. Whatever the fuck you think, we're sticking with him for the foreseeable. You might as well support him. And, you know, while he's in charge, you know, and I, you know, there's lots of positives. So I, I'm not jumping up and down on the bandwagon about this result. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's a few things in there. Hopefully Arteta knows, you know, what he can do to sort of make sure this doesn't happen often. You know, I think against Liverpool, I just think they're too good for us and they'll, they'll fucking smash us. But hopefully we don't embarrass ourselves like we did against City. Yeah, that was shocking. That was really shocking. Yeah, I would, yeah. looking at those fixtures ahead, you know, I'd take 10 points and a defeat against Liverpool because I don't, of course I don't want to lose to Liverpool, but, you know, it does seem like it's, it's destined to happen, really. Can't, yeah. can't really, I can't see it any other way. Yeah, those fixtures, none, I mean, none of them are easy as we, as we found out at Brighton, but, you know, Palace at home, it's going to be a tough three points, but it should be doable. Villa at home, same goes. How they managed to lose against Spurs, I have no idea. Though I watched quite a lot of that game, and I could I not see Spurs winning that. I, I didn't really see see that because Spurs were rubbish. Spurs were absolute rubbish. How did they beat Villa? I just don't understand that. I mean, I didn't wow. see the whole game, but I saw big chunks of it. Did, I, did I you see that? Yeah, well, I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched the whole game. Uh, I just don't remember if I saw the first goal. I certainly saw Villa's goal, and then a minute oh, later, no. Spurs scored. And I was like, oh, they've won. But, uh, but Villa looked all right. Villa aren't mugs. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Villa I'm changed. seeing that as a tough game, really. Villa at home. Uh, it won't be easy. And I think they got better this year because this is their third season in the, in the Premiership. So I think they have got better. Yeah. Uh, you know, Buendia, Buendia is um, he's mostly on the bench. I think he was on the bench against Spurs, not sure. But he has been on the yeah. bench a lot. So everybody was moaning, weren't they? Do you remember moaning and groaning? Oh, Arsenal should have brought Buendia. Arsenal were genuinely interested. I think both of both of us had our doubts that, that Arsenal's interest was really genuine because obviously so it was Udegaard. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking of Udegaard, um, somebody in the media said he... His performance was pretty pretty shocking. He got taken off. He didn't look very happy um, to get taken off in that game. Did you see anything of him or read no, any reports? I, uh, I didn't think no, he was shocking. I just thought he was a bit quiet. That was all. It's the same with a lot of the players. I, I didn't think any of the players were shocking. I really didn't. Um, you know, and getting a draw away is... There is something to be said for it. Brighton are very near the top of the league at the moment. So... And as you yeah. said, no mugs, and it's never going to be easy in those conditions as well. I'm not, ma- I'm not trying to make excuses for the players. Of course, I'm disappointed they didn't manage to win and they didn't show a lot of flair. But they, they work re- relatively hard, and yeah. um, and, and no one to me was terrible. That you know, I've seen a lot worse performances, even from the guy that's 
that's now injured and we were upset about. <laughs> I mean, I was upset too. You know, I don't want him getting injured. Of course I don't. You know, the, the one who will remain nameless until I burst out with his name. You know, it's just... But I'm not convinced that he would have made a difference in that game, to be honest. Even though, yes, I hear what you're saying about if Shaka played, then Ramsdale would have another another outball, if you like. He would. I mean, I can't deny that because he stands in... He gets in quite good position, Shaka. That I have to give him some credit. He, reluctantly, yeah, I, I would say. But he gets in quite good positions. And I've always liked him, you know. He's very sort of naturally defensive, which is which is a good quality to have. He likes to see it. it. And I think uh, if you think back to the Spurs game, the second goal, that was Ramsdale to him. Yeah, that's right. right. There was a touch Uh, of luck about it, I have to say, but it's still his involvement and I can't deny it. I don't... Uh, The the bit... I mean, what really cracks me up, though, is when I listen to people trying to... Well, they... Le Grove don't... And they're, they're not exactly in love with him, are they? Let's be honest. So they've probably got a similar view to us. I'm not sure, but that's what it sounds like. But when when I hear people trying to say that... How, what he offers a team... <laughs> always, it's almost like I hear the sort of tumbleweed blowing. You know? And yeah, he brings so much to the team. And then and then the first thing they mention... Uh, tactical fouling. He's really yeah. good at fouling in a tactical way and I just thought I can't deny that's true yes I agree that Shaka is the master of well he's not the master of that either but he's quite good at fouling tactically and then the next breath another pundit or you know fan pundit will say yeah but the next minute he'll get sent off for a rash tackle (laughs) and then everyone agrees yeah yeah actually that is true and and you know what they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and I wonder if that's what's going on in, in this case. And so by the time this three months is up, everyone would be saying, this guy's the new, um, I don't know, what yeah. would he be? New, the new what? The, who's, who's the best tactic, tactical fowler ever of all time? I'm not too sure. But, um, no. but there is something to be said for that. He does bring something to the team. And, um, and one Arsenal fan said to me that, you know, actually, Shaka is the best midfield partner for Partey. I'm quite reluctant to agree with it, but based on the Brighton and Spurs performances, I have to say that Arsenal fan is right. That, you know, based on those two performances, but to me, it's based on a lot more than that. And I think, you know, when we had that discussion and I heard somebody else saying the same thing, how many goals does Shaka cost you a season? And the answer is probably about three. And to me, that. That's quite a shocking statistic in itself. Three goals doesn't sound that much, but it is, it is a lot when, when it means you're losing quite a few points as a result. You know, yes. you're going you're gonna to dr- drop, instead of three points, you get one, and that happens. So that's six points. That could be t- potentially six points. I think it could possibly be more. And that's, that's the issue I've got with Shaka, even though, yes, he played quite well against Spurs. I can't deny it. He did do quite well. He's had some good games. Um, but... I just, I just can't. I really struggle with him, to be honest. When he's playing, I want him to do well. I always want to be wrong with when Arsenal. I want Arsenal players to do well. I don't care about their background. I don't care. Well, I do care. I wish he hadn't thrown the shirt on the floor that time, but let's not go there. I wish lots of things had been different. I even almost wish he'd had a COVID jab, but you know he's Shaka, so you know he's immune. He's immune to <laughs> criticism, so he must be immune to COVID as well. You know this. This is. He's a, 
he's a superhero in his own his own little bubble, you know. But I'm just I'm just sort of don't know what what would you do? I mean, would you just draft him straight? I know what I know what Arteta's gonna do, and you know I'm a big fan of Arteta, but I know he's gonna soon no matter what, if Arsenal were top of the league, Lukonga's playing out of his skin, the first thing Arteta yeah. will do as soon as Shaka is ready or half ready to play, because that's as ready as he ever gets, he's straight back in the team and and that'll be yeah. it. That'll be that. And we'll just have to put up with what he brings and what he doesn't bring to the team. Because I think it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture. And he's and I you know, I know I know always Shaka Shaka bashing and I do apologise for all these fans out there. Uh, apologise to all those people. But you know, ultimately he's just to me he's 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 a liability. And and you know, what do you do with liabilities? You normally want to get rid, don't you? And Arsenal wants to get rid. That's that's the whole I find this whole situation just so bizarre. How how we got so close to moving to Roma was Roma, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it didn't go through. And then next thing, he's an integral part of the team. You know, how would you feel if you were Lukonga? I suppose you'd accept it, right? Would you accept it? Because, you know, Lukonga's, what, 23? Playing for Belgium, though. Yeah, Lukonga knows he's got a few years, though. I think the thing with Jaka is, of course, he must, you know, we, we bemoan regularly, what does he bring to the team? Well, of course, he must bring something. Like, you know, mm. All of these members have signed him, like him, continue to play him, despite our sort of you know, angst and sort of you know, astoundment, really, sometimes, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And I think you know, he, he brings something that Elneny doesn't bring. He brings something that Lokonga doesn't bring. And I think he brings something that Partey doesn't bring, just like they all bring something to the table. I, you know, I've said before, he, you know, there's a lot of weaknesses that he has, uh, but there must be some strengths. And I think that against the press, he has got better uh, over the last few years. I think he's listened to Arteta more than some. Uh, so I think, yeah, the fact that we noticed that we missed him, you mm. can't really bemoan him for that. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think it's a case of the absence of Hart on I think there are certain games where the Conga should play ahead of Arteta. But I do mm. think there are certain games when Jacker should play for whatever reason. And Arteta, I'm sure, will have tactical reasons for, or hopefully both. And I think, judged, judging on what we saw uh, on Saturday, that that was one of the games where perhaps Jacker would have been better suited to the conditions mm. And it's hard so to disagree with you, actually. Yeah. I want to disagree, but I can't. We, we bemoan him. Don't, yeah, I moan about him more than most. Uh, mm. Well, probably more most, as much as anyone has. Uh, but I, I have to I have to think, you know, when when a player like that, who I can't stand, and like you say, we wanted to get rid of him, he wanted to leave. Uh, and that, I think, points more at Arsenal's sort of amateur, amateur fucking hour that they are guilty of at times, uh, especially when it comes to transfers. And that's not an, that's not an Arteta thing. That's been Arsenal. You know, we've, we've been terrible at transfers for years, but it feels like we're terrible at transfers. For years. Anyway, uh, so I think, you know, he does... Feel about this. Uh, I think you've cut out. How you feel about this, Joe? What about... Uh, I would say he's our okay. second best midfielder at the club, which is... Uh, painfully mm. horrible thing for me to say 
but you know he brings something that other players don't you know and I think the Conga will hopefully replace him I hope by the end of the season he'll be the go-to guy but part of me thinks maybe the Conga is back up for Partey and I think they need another midfielder I think you know certainly defensively I think we're a bit sort a bit more sort of thickened out I think attacking wise Uber and Laka will probably go we'll need strikers next year but yeah, it looks like Laka's going to yeah I would be surprised if he's because he's not even playing that is he no I mean he came on he did okay a lot of, lot yeah, of people were happy with his performance I wasn't unhappy with it he certainly looked quite lively yeah yeah he offered different that I think I mean, the you, wasn't yeah the trouble with Oba is you know they, they as you rightly said you know they weren't getting the ball to him in the way that he wants to receive the ball it wasn't happening um, yeah. you know whose fault is that it's not one individual beat. yeah he's never going to beat some fucking lump is he in the air no, that's and not I think that's they, were, they were doing that not through choice but because they had no other option so and let I me ask you this: Would you would you sign players like, you know, like Duffy, for example? I know he's a defender, but this guy, mm. this guy's a lump, really. He's yeah, he's a relatively skillful lump. You know, mm. would you would you start signing players like that, or at least have a couple in the team for for games like Brighton away, Burnley away, which obviously Arsenal won, but. You know, it was a bit touch and go. Would you would you have a couple of lumps in the team for you know for a plan instead of like plan A is not working? Let's try plan lump, and especially the the way the game has changed now. You know, with these with goalkeepers starting to hit it long, so it's all it's all been this big build up from the back, and now the you know plan B is just whack it long, and um, you know get a second ball. But the thing is, Arsenal can't really battle against a team like Brighton, even though, yeah, they've got more battling qualities than what they once had, but still, it, they're, a, they're always second best. If it's coming, if it's going to be a brawl, Arsenal are not going to beat many teams at that, are they? Let's be honest. You know, who's who looks like a brawler? Ramsdale, Gabriel. Yeah. Now I've run out of names. I've run out of names. I mean, guys like Smith Rowe are not going to be scared of anyone, I don't think, because he's just... He gives that. He gives off that aura, but he's not. He's not a brawler, is he? He's a. He's a skill merchant, but he. But he won't get involved if people try and. Uh, that's one of the things I love about Smith Rowe. I've got to say this is when people try and rough him up. He just. He just sort of brushes it off like it's nothing. I think that's. I'm. I'm so impressed with that guy. I was, you know, I mean, Saka's similar. I mean, he's getting kicked from pillar to post. Um, yeah, not particularly against Brian. But you know the other thing, thing. referees just don't really, I know I shouldn't start going on about referees, but I don't think they really protect Arsenal very much. Certainly not away from home. And especially with the crowds coming back. So that all of a sudden, all these away games that once looked relatively easy now look extremely difficult, you know, because, yeah, Brighton's not the, not the most raucous, they never had the most raucous crowd in the world, but they can be noisy. And, um, I'm not sure. I think there was a decision that I questioned. I think I think um, Smith Rowe went down, didn't he, in the box? Did you see that? And then when it Duffy that came across him and gave him a bit of a shove, I mean, to me that was a penalty. 
I'm not saying many people would agree with me on it, by the way, because I don't think many would. But there was, from what I could see, it seemed like the, um, you know, the, the feed I was getting, they didn't really want to replay that very much. So I didn't see it much. But to me, if you get a shove, you're running with the ball and you get a shove. Okay, it wasn't, it didn't look like he was going to score, but he had the ball when it was in the box and he gets a shove in the back. To me, that's that's a penalty. And did did you see did you see that did you see that incident? Didn't see that incident. No. Yeah. I think it went down a little uh, easy, I have to say, but it was a shove, a definite, yeah. a little bit of a shove. It was just a little tiny bit of a shove to put him off balance. So I don't understand why that's not a penalty because then just a few minutes later, I forget which Arsenal player did it, but an Arsenal player did a similar sort of thing on a Brighton player, and he gave a free kick. It was it was almost identical, and I just thought this is so typical. This kind of thing happened against Brentford, and now here it is happening again. But part of me thought Arsenal might might sneak a draw here because I just don't, you know, Brighton are huffing and puffing. Yes, Brighton are the better team, but it's just Ramsdale just gives me confidence. So if he's giving me confidence, he must be giving so much confidence to the back four. They must just go this guy. You're going to have to do something to beat him because he's just he's just like like you said he talks to the players so they know where he is all the time. Whereas Leno is like a librarian, you know, he's just sort of wandering around. You know, I don't know what he's doing sometimes. I don't dislike Leno. I don't want to make it sound like that. I don't dislike him at all. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But but yeah, I just can't forget about again. But it goes back to the refereeing as well. The the Brentford goal shouldn't have stood. Really shouldn't have stood when he got pinned down. But the thing is, in a sense, I, I don't think Ramsdale would have let that go so easily. I think he would have been ranting and raging at the referee to do something about it. But Leno just seemed yeah. to just accept it. So, well, maybe all the Arsenal players just accepted it. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, how could they just accept? I don't. I'm not advocating arguing with referees because normally that gets you nowhere. But when when a guy's been pinned down like Leno was against Brentford. I mean, it was it was like wrestling. It wasn't football. That was wrestling, you know. And and I I just can't. I mean, Brent the Brighton game wasn't like that. Luckily, it wasn't quite to the yeah. same level of you know they of brutality. They're just not very talented. I think yeah, they tried to play football, but yeah, yeah and they had their yeah. their way, their style of playing football. I don't think they're, they're physical. Yeah, but I don't think Arsenal. You said about. Arsenal need to fly by big lumps, but no, and I'll tell you why because we already have them. You know, we weren't intimidated, we didn't lose, we didn't bottle yeah. it like we did against Brentford, arguably, because we've got people like Ramsdale and Gabriel. And where would these big lumps play? Do we need another lumpy centre half? No, uh, Partey isn't shy. We didn't get bullied, yeah, that's true. In from midfield. I think we got tactically bettered you know uh, and I think we weren't able to defeat the press I don't think we were physically out muscle there's, there's always been a, a kick lump players. people like Saka and people like Smith Rowe have to get used to that and I think you know they slowly are but you know you're not going to put a big lump up front are you I think our tactics no, uh, I think our tactics uh, against Brentford Brighton just didn't work and we didn't change it and, you know, 
like the old saying goes, isn't it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And Arsenal didn't really adapt to Brighton. And, you know, in the end, yeah, I think they were fortunate to get a draw. They battled, though. Uh, and that is one thing that, you know, with Ramsdale, and I think Gabriel isn't, you know, uh, small fry either. I think Ben White's okay. Like, you know, everyone gets yeah, all he's gets, he gets pushed off the ball, but you know, he wins his duels. And, you know, that, like I said, for all the posturing that Brighton did, yeah, they only had two shots on goal. There wasn't that many chances where you would say, oh, fucking hell, they nearly scored. There's a couple, but you would expect that when you're away from home. You know, uh, they, didn't, you know they didn't take them. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I don't think we need to worry too much. I think we're going to play against these big clunky teams here and there. That's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? That's, you know, the Premier League does have a few of them. Uh, just like it has a few, yeah, quite a few. Just like it has lots of good footballing teams and we need to be able to adapt to the opposition. And I don't think, yeah, that's something Wenger never really did, was it? You know, never really adapted yeah. to the opposition. We're going to play our way, whether you like it or not. Uh, I don't think that works. I don't think we've got the team to do that. I think we have to sort of, on occasion, have to surround. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm. I'm still pro Arteta, as you know. I had my doubts after three defeats, start of the season. I was beginning to doubt him, um, but I've I've backed him on everything. Even you know he's outed players that I um, that I really like. Genduzi, I was a big fan. You know, the Greek boy, Mavrapanos, Mavrapanos. I was such a big fan, I couldn't even, couldn't even um, pronounce his name. But he wasn't, he wasn't like, he, he shouldn't be a starter, but I just liked him around and he's doing quite well, apparently. Uh, Genduzi's yeah, not doing too badly. Saliba's not doing too badly. Um, so I'm just, uh, I don't know, my thoughts are, and, yeah, Arteta's got rid of some good players, but I think he's got rid of them for some reason that I don't know about. So I trust him on that. You know, I think he's got rid of them for maybe something to do with team spirit. Maybe it's to do with that. Maybe they they, they just he doesn't like the way they, you know, the the way they sort of uh, hold themselves, or you know, the way they the way they sort of parade around in training. He's not impressed with it. I don't know. It's like Saliba, though. Do you think Saliba's ever going to come back and be an Arsenal player? Because seriously, I don't think so. I'm I can't not, imagine. I don't, I don't know. I think his ego's probably been hurt a little bit. He's playing well. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen similar reports that you know he's been playing well in uh, France. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, really, won't we? Uh, I hope he plays because I think he's got the potential to be a good player. And, you know, I think he fits what Arteta wants. You know, he's a bit bit of a baller for a centre-half, which mm. I think is what Arteta's after. Arteta wants centre-halves that can play football. You know, that's why Ben yeah. White, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, uh, there's a clip from about a year ago when we played Liverpool and we lost 3-1 at Anfield. I don't know if you remember the game. And Arteta said, in that clip, he goes, oh, you know, they've got centre-halves that can pass the ball at 80 yards. Uh, mm. And then you see this year, a year to the day, he's got Ben White. And, you know, Ben White is a centre-half that can pass the ball. So I think, you know, going back to what you said about getting lumps, 
I think we're better than that. And yeah, it, it, let's see. I think the next the next uh, phase of the season, the next few games before the Liverpool game, he's got to carry on this goodwill, carry on this momentum. Liverpool's going to be difficult. As long as they don't get their fucking ass handed to them, I think most people will be Ooh. okay. As long as they turn up. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. Not like Man City. But I think the first few games, those first four games after the international break will be a case of, right, you know, we're expecting to see good performance. We're expecting to see a continuation of the good things that Arsenal have been doing. <laughs> and if we don't, yeah. what? You know, uh, so, yeah, we'll wait and see. Right, I guess we'll leave it there then. So uh, let's play the music. What's left of it? Okay, so I want to say adios amigos and that's a nice way to end.